Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hi friends, thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218. Or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E. Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. This meeting is being recorded. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have Mira Katyal here. She is a holistic counseling and lifestyle coach and also a Reiki master teacher like me. So we have that in common. And I wanted to welcome her to the show and please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you, Tina, for having me here. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, and I I read about you and looked up your podcast. It's very interesting, uh, bringing all different uh, unique experiences. Yeah, so I'm basically a holistic healer and... uh, I have been interested in my own issues for the last 25, 30 years. I had, I have a family of four Western doctors and it's very different logic in the Western medicine. You have a physical ailment, you go to the doctor, you get a pill or surgery, whatever, but it just is not a deeper level of healing. And it's just, if, if, if the issue is solved a little bit like, allergy and you keep taking antihistamines it's just management it's not a deeper wellness a satisfaction a 
wondrous growth of the self, that's not there. This is only possible with um, holistic healing. And it's a lot of things because every culture and every level has come up with something holistic. And I've tried so many things, so many things. You, like you, I'm a Reiki master and I've tried Ayurveda, I've tried hypnosis, I've tried uh, cranial sacral therapy or Chinese medicine. But each one brings, I've seen that the whole spectrum is that there is the body and the mind. These two parts have to be balanced and be brought back, you know. So that's why I offered the lifestyle therapy. And it helps even with the emotions like anxiety, anger, or depression, or um, you feel uh, isolated, you know. It's because of your constitution. Because in Ayurveda, we have the constitution and the constitution dictates what kind of attitude and body and everything you have. And when you understand that, you can bring in the healing. And the other part is the holistic aspect, counseling. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I can give you a regime and you can do it. But if your deeper self is not involved, it's just not the same. You know, to understand where your anxiety is coming from, where the imbalance is coming from deep within you, that when you cover that piece and you add it to the lifestyle piece, it's like a whole new ball game. Yeah, so like, like I also took lots of different, I tried many different things, right? I tried, I read lots of books, took many classes, many different teachers, you know, you want to try a little bit of everything when you're exploring. And so you um, mentioned before we started recording that you took a class on connecting with the spirits of plants. So tell us a little bit more about that. So basically, I joined this herbal course, which was a very long four-year course, which I didn't end up doing. Instead, I did Ayurveda. But the teacher is very like a shaman kind of approach. And he had this workshop, beautiful workshop called Spirit of the Herbs. And it was a week-long stay in this uh, countryside with the woods and everything. And I had no idea what he meant spirit of the herbs i thought we're going to learn about the essences of the herbs we're going to make some medicines <laughs> little did i know i'd actually speak to the spirit of a plant <laughs> and was the most uh, like a mind-blowing experience of my life so what happened is that uh, he uh, the teacher said okay go and uh, find a plant that calls to you a, a kind of a weed or anything that calls to you you make a drawing and he taught us how to meditate. And then you have to go and give offering to the plant uh, during the whole week and uh, like establish a communication that I'm coming and I'm going to be with you and please offer me your wisdom, plant wisdom. And the thing was that it was going to be at midnight when we were, we would sit with the plant, uh, give the offering and go into the meditative state and receive whatever information the plant had to offer so that was the part which i was completely unprepared for so it was around 12 in the night and we all went to the spots we had found in the daytime and our and had uh, earmarked our 
plant and went to the plant. I gave a little offering. I sat down. Was remember it's night and it's actually the countryside. And my heart started beating faster because I'm, it's one thing to sit with the plant in the daytime. It's one another in the middle of the night when animals can be roaming. And it didn't help, but the teacher said, be careful, there's coyotes, but they don't come over. And I said, wow. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about this plant except, uh, of course, the looks. And I had drawn a picture. So I sat with the plant and I offered the offering and I said, Okay, please let me know uh, what what is your medicine and what is your wisdom. And the plant, and suddenly I saw the plant like I can. It's a it's a mental image that the plant is lighting up like a green aura, and you know it was so real that I actually I I actually got frightened, you know. But I stood my ground, and uh, I said, "What medicine do you offer?" And I saw this hand, which is like a. Uh, old uh, knobbly hand you know so it was mm-hmm. like I understand I understand it was like you know this hand is like maybe has joint pains or something it was that kind of a look on the hand mm-hmm. and uh, it, it also like what wisdom like you bring light to darkness in the world and things like that so that was the whole experience of you know, seeing the light in the plant and that hand and everything and it was like after that I just couldn't sit there too long because I was really frightened and I ran all the way back to the accommodation and we had to immediately journal everything and I did and the next day we went to class and uh, we shared our experience and I explained mine and uh, he said yeah this is the wild carrot plant you know the wild carrot weed and it was all very nice again in the day. Everything's good. Anyway, when I went back home, I Googled this uh, plant. And one mm-hmm. of the things, it, it does offer relief for joint pain. So this is how you can uh, respectfully work with the plant spirit. And they share their wisdom and they share even higher teachings. <clears throat> that was my first experience. So did you hear any words from the plant or you only saw like I only pic- saw. saw pictures or visions from the plant? Yeah, I saw okay. pictures and visions. It's very similar to dreams, like how you have a dream. And sometimes you know the meaning of the dream, right? You know, okay, this is what it means. So that's how it was. Except I was completely unprepared for the depth of the vision. Uh, the coloring and everything and also how it matched the uh, if you look if if, you know there's a lot of uh, literature on plant medicine in uh, I mean in the books and in google so it did it did accurately match their its uh, application Mm -hmm. so did you ever end up using the plant for any purpose after that uh, not really. I didn't. I became very respectful to uh, wild carrot weeds. And whenever I see one, I still remember my experience and just kind of bow down to it. But <clears throat> I have had another experience with the the sumac. And uh, again, it was a dream journey and uh, speaking with the plant spirit. But now, of course, I had the experience and it wasn't at all like bizarre or scary. And you do receive wisdom. It was like, uh, 
because I'm dealing with Ayurveda and I know there are three constitutions, like there's a windy constitution, a fiery constitution and a watery constitution. So the sumac plant had the drink, the, red, the, the, the sumac itself, if you make a drink out of it, it's very soothing, cooling and healing for the heat mm -hmm. and some of the disorders with it. So, yeah, I got extremely uh, wonderful uh, experience with that. It showed me how it's a very moisture laden, you know, there was images. It was like as if the heart was like a, there were some flowers coming out of the heart and that you could drink. Uh, and feel nourished so it was like a medicine for the heart also mm -hmm. and it, it was like it's like having a full conversation except you have to be very you have to go through the steps like go from go into the dream semi-dream journey like it, when you're sleeping you're you have no control but when you're it's like daydreaming and then you can you receive images and afterwards you journal it and then you interpret it so it means something to you, like just like dreams, you know, I, yeah. some people can see pictures and dreams. Some people hear things. Everybody has a different way of knowing. So for yeah. me, it's very visual. So how long did it take you to connect with the plant? Do you have any idea? Did you have to sit there for a long time or did it happen pretty soon or? It was straight away, but it was uh, there was a lot of preparation before that. I mean, I was there for a week. I was learning how to meditate, how to um, be, give offerings and be, uh, you know, give reverence to a plant. So we, I had spent a, um, a week with the plant. I mean, on and off. Mm -hmm. But when the actual medicine or the actual message came through, it was not long, not even 15, 20 minutes. So have you connected with other plants since then or? Uh, no, because you have to be in the right frame of mind and you have to be very respectful, not grumpy, irritable. You know, you need to be in a good space. Mm -hmm. And um, you, have to, you have to be very respectful for the messages. So basically, I do work with herbs all the time because of Ayurveda, and we know all the qualities of this herb that can do this and this can do that. So I am working with herbs. But at the spirit level, it's more special. So you, you, I, you have to create a special atmosphere and go in. And, yeah. And I only like to go when I'm really ready and to take, not just uh, hang out there, <laughs> but uh, just to really when I'm stuck and receive uh, some message yes what kind of what kind of offerings do you make to the plant so in the shaman world they give uh, tobacco leaves mm -hmm. okay but in uh, in the indian world the, there's a lot of offerings like you can give milk you can give water you can give uh, um, like uh, so many of the things you use in temples you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm articles like that yeah aromas essence have you ever tried to connect to something else besides a plant like a stone or a tree or anything like that 
Yeah, plants and trees would be the same. And I'm sure stone also would have a spirit. Now I do believe everything would have a specific spirit. But mostly I connect more to if you have a deity or an angel. Um, actually, prayer is one way of connecting. So, <clears throat> but this one, I would only do it with the plant. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we, I was started recording this episode, we were talking about, or you were talking about how disconnected everybody is and yes, how this is an example of how, probably how our ancestors used to connect to nature all the time. Very true. Actually, our I think 50% of our problems is because of our disconnection. You know, the earth is getting polluted, the earth is getting hotter. We are all more, we have more material goods and less uh, internal satisfaction, less happiness, uh, more psychological issues. I think the major reason is this disconnection from spirit, from our own spirit, from nature's, from nature itself. Mm -hmm. So when you are connected with spirit, like after that experience, I, 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 you can't help becoming more respectful to plants. You, you cannot look at them with the same, with, with, the, with the old eye where you, it's just a cut piece. It's like, you know, we, we ask permission from the plant. Can I, can I please receive wisdom from you? Can I receive plant wisdom from you? So can you imagine us being so respectful to plants and animals and rocks? If this was the attitude of everyone, we would suddenly stop being harsh with the environment, you know? Mm -hmm. Just cutting up everything, digging up everything, killing anything. It would be so different. And you know that the tribes in the Amazon forest, they're very respectful to their environment. They, they only take what they need. So that kind of revolution can come. And then not only that, you feel so much more connected, satisfied. You don't need to sit and watch Netflix all week to feel some sort of, you know, control of your mind, mm -hmm. you know, some, some kind of fulfillment. <clears throat> because you're so, when you're sitting in nature, everything is very satisfying and fulfilling. And it's not just nature outside, it's also inside, right? So that, that sense of connection, that sense of satisfaction is not going to come until you reach that level of spirit. Yeah, like I even approach nature very respectfully. Like when I, whenever I go swimming in the ocean, I always try to acknowledge the beings that call that ocean home you know actually yeah and i'll tell you one thing when you say it they actually hear you yes i know that's why i never have a problem <laughs> <laughs> that's my little secret everybody so in south carolina we have a lot of snakes okay. and people have snakes in their yard they see it in the front porch they walk through the woods i will tell you i've spent six years here and I've only seen a baby snake. That's it. I've never seen a big snake in the woods. I've been in the woods, in the swamp. It's because every time I go into the woods, I have a little conversation with the snakes. And I okay. say, I say snakes, 
I know that you're here. I know this is your home, but I am walking on this trail and I ask you to please stay off the trail so I don't accidentally step on you or get in your way. And then I thank them. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. This is the kind of outlook we could all have. And it allows us to coexist, number one. And number two, it, it, it increases our connectivity with each other, which is because we are anyway a part of nature. Everybody is a small part of nature. And if you feel you're not a part of it, then you feel the isolation in, in yourself, you know. So, and then you cannot tune into the support offered by nature because you're just not aware of it. There is no attunement. Yeah. So think about it if you have black widows in your garage, for example. I saw one of my neighbors complaining about that. You gotta look within and ask, why are these spiders in my garage? Do I have some sort of fear of spiders that's drawing the spiders to me to teach me to have a more benevolent, you know, relationship with them? Could so, be, like, yeah. don't you think when you fear things, you draw it to you? Fear will always be there because it's like night and day. Like, you can't have a North Pole and not have a South Pole, you know? Right. It's the spectrum. Like, you have heat. You have very high heat and so low heat that it's cold. So, fear is the opposite of love. Except, where are you attuned to? If you're attuning yourself to fear, that becomes your reality. And if you're attuning yourself to the love portion, part of the spectrum, that becomes your reality. Right. So it depends where you are on the spectrum, but they are two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're in fear, that means the other side is love. <laughs> Or so you can or, always make the switch. Or even, even respect or reverence. reverence or, respect. you know, a little reverence for other living beings goes a long way, a very long way. For example, in Ayurveda, is, fear is actually a symptom of disconnection. So if you're disconnected with your own self, with your higher spirit, with the universal spirit, it's like a baby, you know, the mother is the source. But if the, if the baby loses sight of the mother, they, it gets very frightened. Mm -hmm. So that's what fear is. You just lost the connection. So if you can connect back, the fear will recede. Right. So for adult spirituality, the spirit, the spirit of nature is our connection to that constant source of love and healing. Yeah. And if you're fearing something, you're fearing something that may probably won't happen. For example, if I'm going to walk in the forest and I'm afraid to see a snake, I'm most likely not going to see a snake. So, and I have it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have it. I've seen a baby snake. That's it. So, um, yeah, so that's really, yeah, I think that's really important. And I think 
it's something we need to come back to. We need to right. start understanding we are part of nature and we are part of the earth. We are not disconnected from it. We're not here to dominate it. Yes. Um, so can you, cause you're a Reiki master teacher. How long have you been a Reiki master teacher? It's been about four or five years now. I started in 2012 Reiki. So it's been a while now. Yeah. So why don't you share with the audience one of their best healing stories from Reiki? Reiki never ceases to amaze me. Never. Me, the same, the same. <laughs> I, I learned more about Reiki when I give treatments. I've done the courses and everything. But it's not it's not until you give a treatment that you understand the depth and width and the power of Reiki. Like I've I've used it on a cancer patient who was, you know, end of life and their veins were collapsing and they had nurses trying to find a vein to put a lot, the needle in and they couldn't find it, it was collapsed and then they called another and another and there were six nurses standing there trying to find the vein and they brought a little I don't know what machine to locate and they still couldn't and it was getting too much for me so I just started giving distance Reiki and they for 30 minutes they couldn't find a way as soon as I started the distance Reiki they found the way mm -hmm. even in that completely end of the life moment when the body was actually really, really, you know, in the you know lowest level, they found the way. So I was amazed that Reiki can work. I don't know anytime. Then I've had incidents like being on a train with my father, and he was very ill, collapsing, and there was no medical help, and I just needed him to be okay for a couple of hours till we reach in the morning and find a doctor. Mm -hmm. I was, I didn't know what to do. I, I mean, I, I was really scared because I thought he was, he, he could become unconscious. And, and there was nothing left to do. There was nothing over there. So I just started giving Reiki. And then I saw him start to sleep peacefully. I gave for probably two hours. And then I felt his breathing was okay. And then I also lay down in the morning, early morning, the train was about to reach the destination. I got, I, I woke up and I saw him just having tea and uh, reading newspaper. And I said, are you okay? He says, yes. I said, do you know you almost died last night? <laughs> and you scared me to death. But I tell you, it's, Reiki's really, you don't know what Reiki will do when. I mm -hmm. have no idea. I still, I'm still always discovering great experiences what about you me too i just just energy healing and reiki and you you think you've seen the same situations over and over again and then something new and entirely different will come up and that's what i love about it, it it's always evolving with you yes according to your abilities and what you're open to and it's always changing. And so it's always interesting. 
And it's always challenging too. Yeah, I've seen it work with the, the, the mental state. I've seen it work with habits. Of course, physical is the number one. Mm-hmm. Relaxation. Mm-hmm. It's, and I've seen that when it works, when you work on a series on one person, it's, it actually, it's like adding to the old healing. As yeah. if the thing is becoming better and better. Have you, have you seen people really change their lives after giving them Reiki? I don't think one session can, but yes, I had this one. Uh, I worked with somebody and he, his mother was really is old and she has to wear diapers, you know, because of incontinence. Mm-hmm. And because of Ayurveda, he asked me, what can they do for the mother? Because she is always, I mean, it's difficult, you know, living life like this. I said, look, with the age and everything and all the developments, I mean, breakdowns in the body, it, it, there comes a point where it's hard to reverse this, uh, this issue of incontinence. And she was old. And I suggested she go to an Ayurvedic hospital, get her body, you know, detoxed and everything. But at the same time, to accelerate it, I said, use Reiki. Mm -hmm. And you know what he did? He used Reiki only for four months, every day. Mm -hmm. And then I just one day checked her. I said, so how's your mom doing? He said, she's fine. The diaper's off. I said, what? I said, did you go to the hospital? He says, no, no, we just used Reiki. And I said, really? He said, yeah, just every day she got Reiki and she stopped. Now for an old person on diapers, that's a very big change. Yeah, that's amazing. So anything, if you practice and use it consistently, keep using it, keep, you know, then the benefit builds upon itself over time. It does. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, as you know, I don't know if you've done Western Reiki or which one, but uh, Hawaii Takata, you know about her, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The one who brought uh, Reiki to America. She had four diseases or issues, and she got them all healed through Reiki. She took four months of Reiki at in Japan, morning and evening. And her she one of them was a tumor. And <laughs> And she was supposed to get surgery in USA, and it finally they didn't need to because it got healed through the Reiki. But I don't think a one-off Reiki can heal it. It has to be a little bit consistent. Yeah, and then the the problem is is people don't keep up with it. You know, they'll have one session or two or maybe three, and then they stop. I yeah. think that's a that their level of own. You see, the, the way I see it, healing is a choice by the person themselves. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. be as, as, you can be healed as much as you want. And if there's resistance within you, then maybe it's not the right time for you because only you can open the gates of healing. It doesn't matter how many healers come to you or the, even the angel comes down. They will not right. heal you if you are not open to the healing. Right. Mm-hmm. At what at some psychological level you have a resistance, and then you stop. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter whether it's Western healing or pills or surgery or or Reiki or acupuncture or any kind of healing or yoga. 
somewhere the person says, okay, I am not ready to move forward. Mm -hmm. That's why it's very important for the person themselves to be involved in their own healing. You know, I'm, a, I'm actually from a Hindu background, but there's one saying of uh, Jesus, which I actually used to think about it a lot. Uh, ask and you shall receive. Uh, Jesus said mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I said, why do you have to ask him? He knows my problems, right? <laughs> I mean, technically, God should know all my problems. And if I say, okay, please help me, he should know what my problems and heal me. But no, when I've, I've gone to these um, uh, spiritual people, teachers, it's not like that. You know why you have to pray and he asked for help? is so that you get interested in your own healing. Mm -hmm. Of course, God can heal you like this. But why should he heal you if you are unconscious inside? First, wake up. Be attuned, aligned. Be open. Because of course, when you heal, you, you get better and you can do greater things. Mm -hmm. But if you're not ready for that path, you're not ready for being aligned, you're not ready to dip into your true essence, then why should anything change for you? I have this vision of um, the creator or the angels, you know, listening to all of these running thoughts going through 7 billion minds and how they could actually tune into what you actually want, right? They could like, because they're not us. Right, but we I think that what you're saying is asking for what you want puts an emphasis on it so they can hear it and say, oh, they really want this. You know, out of uh, all I of the running commentary in your brain. <laughs> no, I don't think it's, it's more than that. It's, it's you permitting yourself to heal. They can heal you. All the plants can heal you. Mm -hmm. They have the medicine. Everything in earth is there to heal you in nature. Who's stopping you? Nobody's stopping you. You yourself, we ourselves are stopping us. Mm -hmm. There's unlimited knowledge, unlimited healing. And there's no, okay, this will heal or that. Everything can heal. Music can heal. Breath can heal. Plants can heal. Reiki can heal. Thoughts can heal. Prayers can heal, visualization can heal, doctors can heal, anything can heal. So who's, we are like nature. If you tune into nature, you are unlimited. If you tune yourself out, you become limited. Mm -hmm. It's like that. So basically it's like this. God says we are both have equal opportunity. God has equal opportunity to you, the person. So you have to exercise your power. You have to participate. Because God gave the creation and everything is great. From his point of view, everything is great. Mm -hmm. Okay. The trees are great. The animals are great. And so, so are we supposed to be great, but we have tuned ourselves out. Mm -hmm. Do you think the trees have tuned themselves out or the animals? No, they don't have the choice to tune in or tune out. They are tuned in. Mm -hmm. We have a filter which allows us to tune out. So we ourselves have to tune in. It's, the filter is with us. 
we take more work. <laughs> no, because we're special. We, if you want to co-create, you have to have the power to not co-create, right? Mm -hmm. Only then you can have power, right? You have to have the choice. The choice is you tune in or tune out. Align or get disconnected. So that's why. That's how I understood his uh, ask and you shall receive. Mm -hmm. Because I have also read other books on chiropractors and things like that. And they said when the patient is interested and working with the therapist, the healing is at a different level. And when there's resistance, whether you go to a massage therapist or an acupuncture or a counselor, it's not the, if there is resistance, there's only limited amount of healing that can take place. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your experiences. If you'd like to share with the audience how they can find you and contact you. Yes. So I have a website, miraom.com, M-I-R-A-O-M.com. I have all my services as well as I teaching. We, I teach Ayurveda and Reiki as well on my website. I have also a podcast, uh, Zen Time with Goddess of Healing on Spotify. And it's just to share again the knowledge of holistic healing, how the nature works, why we get anxious or angry or disconnected and things like that. And how really it is quite simple to tune in with a little bit of correct knowledge and self-awareness. It's possible to tune into alignment. And really, we can flourish in life with a little bit of attunement and alignment. It brings so much health and happiness and self-awareness and how to tap into your own deeper essence, you know. This is the reward. And do you have guests on your podcast? Mostly it is for dissemination of all the learning that I have. So mm -hmm. unless someone has experienced what I have uh, done and they would like to share, that's because I'm trying to bring out the holistic healing aspect Okay. that I have personally experienced and I'm very sure of. Okay, well, all of her... Information will be in the show notes and um, reach out to her if you'd like to be connect with holistic healing, Reiki or Ayurveda. <laughs> and thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Tina. Okay. It's a pleasure care. to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.